So what does Groundhog Day have to do with good health? Find out on today's episode of Natural Health Dialogue with naturopathic Dr. Randy Lee. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, it would be a curiosity to me as well as I started putting this stuff all together. You know, we we agreed as a staff that each one of us would cover something different each month of this year, uh, but but somewhat uh, focused on, on the year itself, the calendar. So every month, um, just as a reminder, every every month I'm doing some kind of a cleanse. Um, the, the, the first month I did the colon cleanse, and this month, uh, earlier this this month, I have put on something on cleansing abnormal cell growth and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing cleansing. Uh, Kim is doing a body system each month mm-hmm. and trying to orient the body system in some respect to something that's going on during the month. Heart month mm-hmm. is February, so right. she did the, the circulatory system. Uh, Shirley's talking about diet and nutrition and trying mm-hmm. to make it specific to things that are going on in each of the months. Well, Jolene had the tough job. Jolene was going to be taking the holidays, and uh, she's calling her thing uh, a year and uh, a year of celebration. And uh, it's the holidays that we celebrate. Well, there, she came up actually with four holidays uh, for this month, for the month of February. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, how in the world is she going to tie Groundhog Day to anything that does anything with our business? Right. Well, she's pretty ingenious, and she did that. She's covering four holidays, and we're only going to have a chance to uh, to to touch on them uh, during this little ten minute yeah, uh, ten, ten minute podcast. Uh, but she she lists the first holiday of the month is Groundhog's Day, and she started with a sentence that says Groundhogs live in the ground, and it's from the ground that we get most of our minerals. Wow! And so she began to take the concept of the ground and the groundhog uh, as an opportunity to uh, to talk about minerals. Uh, by doing so, she's actually written four blogs all in one. So it's a little uh, a little long. If you go from our podcast on the website into the blogs, you'll see it's a fairly long blog, uh, and she covers four different topics that are related in some loose way to, to the specific uh, holiday that's there. So minerals, and she comes up with some pretty important um Things about minerals. I'm not going to cover her whole blog there, but uh, but things like the body cannot create minerals, so we have to get mm. our minerals from external sources. So diet and supplements and the foods that we eat, those are going to be the sources of our minerals. Um, the body can create ten of these minerals if they have the 14 vitamins that they need. Uh, uh, if our uh, if our mineral intake is is such, mm-hmm. so while it can't create the minerals it can absorb the minerals it can use the minerals if it's also got sufficient vitamins and so we'd put in a plug here for making sure that you're taking a good vitamin mineral supplement Mm. you're not going to get most of that from your food nowadays with our food supply being what it is and you're probably not going to be like a groundhog and go out and uh and eat the dirt i i had a um this is a personal story, but I had a, my grandmother, my dad's mother, had a nervous breakdown when she lost a child uh, when my dad was four years old. And she spent the next 48, 44 years until she was 48 years old in a mental institution in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, she loved to be outdoors, and they often caught her out in the yards 
working in the flower beds, but eating the dirt. Mm. Well, she lost a child. We now know um, that if a woman lost a child, uh, they would feed her minerals in order to get her uh, through that process, and it would probably be uh, a few hours or a couple of days of recovery uh, to get the minerals back. In those days, they didn't have supplements. We're talking back in 1929. Right. And uh, so all they knew that was that she ate dirt, and that was to get minerals mm. uh, from the dirt. So uh, while we don't want to get our minerals from the dirt these days, you can see where the, the thing about the groundhog kind of plays into it. Um, the big thing are trace minerals, and uh, trace minerals aren't even pretty much in any of our food anymore. Hmm. Uh, the uh, if we if if I plant a garden, and I will this next month, uh, if I plant my garden, I'm going to use some fertilizer, which would be like 10, 10, 10. Well, that's nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. That's what we put into the soil. The 64 to 68 trace minerals that you only need one part per million in a day's time, mm. you're not going to get those from your food. There are about four places in the world where you can still get those, and those are places where they're still using glacial runoff uh, to um, uh, to water the water their fruits and vegetables. Oh, so, wow. so they're putting the trace minerals on the soil, therefore the plants can pick it up. For us, we need to be finding ways to get trace minerals, and a good trace mineral maintenance product might do something like that. She's got a lot more on Groundhog's Day. Let me very briefly go through the others. She took President's Day, which is the next holiday in, in February, and said we celebrate the lives of two former presidents that were born in uh, February. Now, born in was her key. She starts talking about reproductive health uh, okay. in, the, in that part of the blog. <laughs> We're talking about things that you need for a good pregnancy or for a good birth. And she uses uh, definitions of how they, how they work within the female system for things like red raspberry. Um, she actually has a quote in here that says, women who drink red raspberry leaf tea later in pregnancy have been... Uh, shown to have a reduced use of forceps and the uh, and other interventions like C-sections or vacuum extractions or uh, the reproduction of, of the likelihood of pre and, pre and post-term labor. Uh, all those come from raspberries. No. She mentions uh, similar types of things for nettle leaf, oat straw, uh, alfalfa, lemon balm, uh, and then she gets off into uh, some of the Native American stuff where they used uh, yucca and prickly pear cactus uh, that were used by the Lakota Indians. Jolene is part Lakota. Oh, okay. And so you'll always get some of that from her kinds of, uh, her kinds of uh, blogs that she writes and things that she's interested in. Gotcha. She does put a caution that I wanted to make sure we commented on. Although herbs are natural, not all herbs are safe during pregnancy. Uh, some herbs may contain substances that can cause miscarriages, premature births, uterine contractions, or injury to the fetus. So consequently, you want to make sure that you get uh, some guidance from professionals, herbal professionals, mm -hmm. uh, midwives, and things like that before you take it upon yourself to start trying to treat yourself with herbs while you're pregnant. So be careful with the pregnancy Be careful herbs. with the pregnancy issues. Uh, Valentine's Day is the third one, and I thought last week that um, uh, Shirley did a real good job of covering uh, the things that we deal with with, with most of the food items. Uh, she does diet and nutrition, and, uh, and for Valentine's, that was quite good. Um, Jolene adds a little bit here in things that are not normally part of our diet, things like rose petals. Um, 
They're a, hmm. a wonderful nervine, great for uplifting the mood, alleviating depression, lots of things that you can get from the roses. We don't think about eating rose petals, but, you hmm. know, you can make a tea out of rose petals. Interesting. And uh, that, that's a very tasty, very aromatic uh, uh, drink to have. And so, so, uh, so give your wife some flowers and yeah, then eat them. And, and then right, lead, let them dry and then make a tea out of yeah. them. Uh, rose hips are, are one of the, our favorite teas to have. They taste uh, very um, rosy, if I could say that. Uh, but they're also very, very rich in vitamin C. The rose hip is that little bulb part at the bottom of the of the rose uh, after the petals are gone what's left is the rose hip okay. and that's great for uh, drying and then putting into uh, an infusion of boiling water and uh, drinking and getting a lot of vitamin c out of it so a lot of other things that you can get out of uh, valentine's day other than just chocolate uh, but nevertheless uh, it is a, a holiday that we can celebrate in an herbal sense as well okay the final uh, uh, category that she put in was Mardi Gras, which also takes place in February. And um, uh, she said there's a lot about Mardi Gras food that comes up, uh, the shrimps, the grains, the legumes, a lot of the things, uh, ten, eight, of, eight, eight of the food groups that are very, very popular during Mardi Gras happen to be eight of the uh, ten top uh, products that people have for food allergies. Hmm. So in this section, she covered food allergies, food intolerances, and food sensitivity symptoms. Uh, she says the difference is food allergies are um, are immediate response type of things that can be life threatening. Heard of kids that eat peanuts? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Peanut allergy don't want to mess with that. Go into cardiac arrest over them or something a food intolerance takes uh, usually an hour to 48 hours to build up it's usually not life-threatening mm -hmm. but very very uncomfortable and then food sensitivities can be just any kind of an allergy that you have to a particular thing maybe um, mood swings runny noses headaches uh, trouble digesting those kinds of things but those are all related to uh, um, mardi gras and then, as usual, uh, the last part of her blog are a number of recipes. She's got over a dozen recipes here of things that, that you can make. Uh, if you've been looking for that Mardi Gras king's cake, there's a real good recipe here for that and several other recipes. So if you're looking for holiday recipes that are associated in any loose way with the things that we've talked about in this particular podcast, uh, take a look at her blog, also located in the resources section of our website. Uh, drop down under resources. You'll find all of these podcasts. You'll also find all of the blogs, and that's where you'll get that information. Excellent. And that's thehealthpatch.com for all those resources. And until next time, be healthy. Amen. <laughs>